0: I've always called myself a multi-passionate entrepreneur because, again, there's been so many things that I've been into and I like. And I think at this stage of my journey, I'm really excited about letting go of anything that feels stale and anything that feels like, you know what, I've been there and done that. And I'm super interested in who I'm becoming. And I don't know who that is yet. I think that there's a lot of excitement and there's a lot of possibility in saying, okay, great. I've had this amazing career so far. I love that. I'm grateful for it. It's all cool. But to a certain degree, I'm like, okay, what's next? What else do I want to explore? And when this first started kind of bubbling up in me, it was terrifying. It was absolutely terrifying because I'm like, wait, you know what? I, I've, I've gotten so much success doing this and this is who I'm known as and this is what I've done. And this is how I've helped people. Like, I can't let this go. Now I'm like, fuck it. What's There's so much excitement there. And, you know, before we started recording, we were just talking about fitness classes and things like that. And that's where so much of my journey started. When I was starting my coaching practice, I was also a, a dancer and one of the world's first Nike elite dance athletes, which that didn't even exist. And I just popped. I was like, this is dope. This is awesome. And now I find myself, my partner Josh says, well, what do you want to do more of? And it's honestly dance. Like I find myself dancing in class and hitting up all of like, Choreographers I know and people I know that'll do privates. And I'm like, hey, can I get a private with you? Hey, can I do this? Hey, can I get more involved in this? Because it's what's bringing me so much joy. And it has absolutely nothing to do with a revenue stream or a business. It's like what my soul Mm. wants. And it's so exciting and so invigorating. And I don't feel like I've ever been here before because the earlier part of my life, I can only say this now because I can see it in retrospect, it didn't necessarily. Feel like it back then. Mm. But as I look back, it was like I was so scared and I wanted to prove myself and I wanted to make money and I wanted to, you know, have all of these things like independence, financial independence, to have a career, to be able to help people. And so much of that drive and work and constant pushing for like decades. Once I did that, I was like, okay, well, now what? I don't want to keep doing that for the next years. It's just not true to who I am anymore and so I'm just kind of interested in getting back to some artistry and some exploration.
1: Do you feel like leaning into this passion for dance that you've always had, do you feel like that's the path to the next thing? Yeah, it does. Like allowing yourself to be open to not like I guess monetizing the dance or doing whatever. 100%. Can you describe that path? It's almost like a manifestation technique it feels like almost. Yeah so,
0: and this is this is the truth, so I've always been like back in the day in my college days, I was a party girl, like hey just, girl. Uh, right, <laughs> I mean you know. Did a lot of drugs, went to a lot of clubs, danced my buns mm-hmm. off. You know, would come out, stumble out of these places. Like in New York City, there's this place called the Tunnel that was the dopest, dude. <laughs> right? I, I <laughs> can yes. feel the Tunnel
1: right now. It that was goes to the Tunnel. I'm
0: like, it was insanity in the best way. Like glow sticks, I would sell glow sticks. I would give them away to other That's people. So fucking amazing. It, that I that was one of my highest earning jobs. By the way, no way. It, I'm telling you because I would sell five dollar glow sticks and because people were like rolling their yes. tri- like they were super happy they would like hand me 20s and not want any change back so it was i would roll home with like a stack sometimes between 3 and 600 a night from selling glow sticks wow. i'm not kidding you and dancing and then you roll out and you go to like Mamoon's in new york city and i'm you know shoving a falafel in my face and i go home <laughs> and it's like the steering wheel is crusted with tahini and you know there's tin foil it's just it was awesome all of this to say that I think it was maybe like about a year ago, a really dear friend of mine said, hey, there's this person that does these like kind of guided journeys under medical supervision. And it's just like you get to hear your soul speak. And like that sounded really enticing to me. And I said, is it safe? And so she she walked me through the whole thing. And I said, all right, I think I want to do it. And Josh and I was like, do you want to do it together? We're very adventuresome together. And so we go and do this thing. And it was like a weekend very full journey and it was, you know, the set and the setting and the container and this particular person is a doctor. So I was like, okay, this is all cool. And when my soul started to speak, um, first of all, I was like, wow, this is the best MDMA I have ever been on in my (laughs) entire life. And that's, it, it was wild. And all my soul was saying was how my purpose is to be in joy is to dance and to experience that and to allow other people to see me enjoy. Mm. which totally fucked with my idea of producing, of giving value, of like creating all these things that will, quote unquote, help other people. So I don't know if any of this is tracking with you guys. Yes. But it took me a while to process that. It's huge, because it was so different than how I had programmed slash habitualized my own experience for the past 20 years, which is produce, 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 create, 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 help, 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 serve, serve, serve. And this whole message was like, mm-mm, you're kind of done with that. You need to be in joy.
1: Isn't that, it's actually so wild. And I'm so grateful we're talking about this because in all the spiritual texts that I've been reading, it actually talks about the greatest service is living a life that's really aligned for you and being in joy and actually enjoying your life and that's how you serve hum- humanity i'm actually have chills for myself I, <laughs> no I, I actually got chills for myself and it almost made yes. me emotional it's because it's true it was a very emotional experience yes. for me because yeah. it did not compute yes that's not what we've been taught yeah. i have actually have chills again Because a lot in our culture, you know, if we're thinking about, I grew up in a Catholic, Christianity, that's kind of like the undercurrent. It is service in a way that's like martyrdom. Yeah. And it's almost like, how can you serve others? And there's a great benefit to service. I'm not saying that we're all just going to no longer serve each other. But I think in our society and culture, we kind of distort service to other and actually don't understand how to best serve and then lose ourselves along the way. Mm -hmm. Totally. And there's like a distortion of value. Yes. So like, what is valuable? Mm -hmm. So we think like providing, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever it is. I'm going to help empower women. I'm going to do these things, which are all amazing things. But we forget that there's this innate and intrinsic value in, like you said, aliveness, aliveness. Yes, I
0: love that. Beingness, and you know, for me, I had such an addiction for so many years, and and it's. There's two pieces of this. Like, I've been super, like, workaholism is super easy for me because I genuinely love what I do. So there's, like, kind yeah. of a bleeding of lines because it's not like I'm necessarily, quote-unquote, punishing myself to do it. Sometimes it can bleed over into that, so that's easy for me. But it is usually coming from a really pure place because yeah. I do enjoy it so much. But this particular journey really opened my eyes to start to understand, like, how and start to actually look back on my own experience in a different way where I could see so much desire to prove how smart I was or to want people to take me seriously or all of these things that I know have kind of I've carried around with me for so many years and then I was like whoa when I really look back it's like some of what makes my brand really different is the joy is the playfulness and I was like holy shit that's been the whole secret all along and I've almost contained it Because I wanted to be something, be taken seriously. Does any of this make sense? Yes. yes, And it was like this whole trip brought me back to like, oh my gosh, the more you are in joy, it was, and again, I might be getting a little out there with this. We're out there. But it is as you are in joy, when other people witness that, they start vibrating at that level and discovering it for themselves. So that is actually the service. It is almost by Mm -hmm. a frequency alignment rather than And this was, again, my soul. She's so much smarter than I am. She's like, it actually doesn't matter what you say. It's not about what you teach. Because I was asking questions. I'm real inquisitive. And during this particular (laughs) experience, I'm like, yeah, but what about what should my next book be? You know, like yeah. I'm doing the whole <laughs> ego thing, yes. wanting to get some answers, yes. wanting to get some download. And She was like, like, okay, I'm glad you're here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, where's my notes? I know this is being recorded. Yes. Let me ask this, let yes. me ask that. And I was yes. like, but wait, what about this? This doesn't mean. She's like, nope, it actually does not matter what you say. It does not matter what you teach. It is about joy and dance, and you need to be in joy and allow other people to witness you in that, and that is the ultimate mm, service. And I was yes. just like,
1: boom. Like The frequency is felt. Yes. Yes. yes.